It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir. Good evening. It's Simon Marcel. Welcome to the rendezvous. I'm in an excellent mood tonight uh, here in the Midwest because uh, you know I cooked some wonderful tuna with olive oil and a bit of steamed rice. And not that I'm a great cook, but you know, like that's part of la joie de vivre. Whether you're a good cook, average cook, when you eat something that you cook with your own hands that is delicious, mmm. It makes my day, and in this case, it makes tonight even sweeter. So I just want to share that because if you haven't tried it, a little bit of tuna with olive oil, lemon, and steamed rice. Oh, la la. It's good. It's really good. You can tell I'm excited. Anyway, I'm excited for your questions. I'm excited to hear your love stories. So the lines are open, 855-905-8255. If you have a question for me, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Dora. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Dora. What's going on between you and your boyfriend? How can I help you? Uh, during this whole thing, my boyfriend has been working and I have not. We, we live together in a small apartment in the city. Uh, so he, he's been having a regular work week. He's in our bedroom slash makeshift office from about 10 to 7, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. So on Friday nights, he does this wrap-up meeting with his team on Zoom, and he stays on these calls for, like, it becomes, like, a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour social call. Like, they're doing trivia, he's drinking beers. By the time he leaves the room at, like, almost 10 o'clock at night, basically, it's been, uh, he's pretty much tipsy, and our night is kind of shot. So, like, we sort of hung out for this whole thing that's sort of been our, like, sort of date night, like we'll get takeout on Friday and just kind of, you know, hang out together. So I kind of want to tell him I don't like this. <laughs> I understand. But why not tell him you don't like that? Um, I feel like I'm being kind of a jerk because we've been cooped up for so long. He's, he's pretty extroverted and he likes to be out with his friends. And I, right. I, I guess I feel kind of guilty. But at the same time, I feel kind of left behind in a way. I get it. How about a compromise? What do you think would be a fair compromise for both of you? Um, I haven't even thought about it. Um, I guess I've just said it sort of like spent time being like kind of annoyed about it, but I didn't even think about that. Um, I don't know. I keep feeling that like that's not fair. I don't really like to be. No, like, when you're in a relationship, compromise is the strategy that leads to peace. So if it annoys you, it's a bit passive-aggressive, I understand you feel left out, so there's that. But I think it would be nice that some maybe sometimes, you know, he includes you, sometimes he doesn't, sometimes it's 8 o'clock. So discuss together the situation and find a compromise. Don't say, I don't want you to do this. Said, A, I feel excluded. Two, I feel you're getting tipsy and it's not fun anymore. And so what would be the right compromise so everybody's happy? I love that. All right, Dora. Well, thank you so much for your call and good luck to you. Merci, Simon. Merci à toi et bonsoir. Bonsoir. Have you ever been in Dora's shoes, really upset at your partner, but didn't think at all about finding a compromise? Let's talk about that next. Have you ever been in Dora's shoes, who just called me? Basically, you know, she was mad at her boyfriend, spending too much time on Zoom, drinking beer with his buddy. She felt you know, kind of left out and upset. And I said, what kind of compromise you think would work? And she goes, I I didn't even think about finding a compromise. I'm so mad at him. And I think that there's one point we we can learn from this. 
and we've all been there, is that sometimes we're so mad at our partner that we don't think about the solution. All we wanted to is vent, 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 vent. And without a compromise, there is no peace, you know? So here's a solution. Let me guide you step by step about what to do next time you have a fight or you're about to have a fight. I think you'll like that. Next. So just an advice, maybe a thought. Next time you have a fight, remember this French accent of mine and remember that sentence that no compromise, no peace. And instead of, you know, venting at your partner, I really would like you to have, you know, like a journal and I would like you to vent at your journal. So detox yourself from the emotional side of the fight before you talk. Don't call your girlfriends, don't call your parents, don't get involved with anybody else who's going to take side and it's difficult. It's nobody's business, unless it's somebody neutral like me. But otherwise, write down everything that upsets you. And once you've done that, start to find ideas of what would be for you the ideal compromise. And have your partner do the same thing. And once the emotions are out of the way, there's always a wise compromise to find. It has worked for me many, many times. I hope it works for you too. Anyway, if you have questions for me, 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. you want to share a little bit of your romantic life with me, I would be delighted. Alexandra, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Alexandra, and congratulations. I understand you just got engaged during this quarantine time. How did that happen? I did. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, You're welcome. Well, it was it was actually on my birthday, and I obviously was not expecting anything anything grand because we are stuck in quarantine. But my boyfriend, now fiancé, went out and got me my favorite dessert, from the only bakery in town that was open. <laughs> uh, wow. And he got me my favorite Italian food, and he told me to set up the camera like I was taking a video so that we uh-huh. could just choose a still frame and take a picture. And he proposed in front of the camera. And my back was to the camera the whole time, though. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did that make you feel? Wonderful. I mean, it's... I know he had something a bit more extravagant planned, and so that's kind of sad that that didn't get to happen. But it's such an amazing feeling, even even with everything going on. You know, it's I, it's kind of I, I feel a little guilty, but at the same time, it's just it's really nice to be with the one you love. I gotta ask you for for one piece of advice for other people listening. Do you think honestly it would have been better to wait the end of the quarantine? Or is it better to do it right here and there when you feel it? That's a good question. I would say if I cared a lot about like the way it was done and documenting it in a certain way, then yeah, it would have been better if he had like waited. But uh-huh. I mean, now we're engaged and we're, we can start creating mood boards and figuring out what we want at the wedding and when we want it, you know, even though we're up sure. against all of the, the couples that are have to postpone their weddings, unfortunately. Yeah, everything is postponed. But it's interesting. Okay, so I guess it's case by case. Because I was going to say, I know some, some women would say, oh my God, you know, I wish we could do it in you know, different ways. And some women might just say, I'm so happy we did it now because it's all about the, 
the proposal itself, the, the, the engagement, the commitment more than the ceremony. But I'm glad you, you answer. And congratulations to you and him, really. You know, <laughs> that's the beginning of a wonderful chapter of your life, and, and I'm excited to uh, have been part of it listening to that story. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank, thank you so thank much. You, congratulations, Simon. and have a good night, Alexandra. Thank you. You too, Simon. Thank you. I just received a very interesting Facebook message question at The Rendezvous Show from Larsa, who has to deal with... Uh, a man who's very, very unpredictable in his emotions. So let's get to a Facebook message next. So remember, if you have a question for me, but you can't call in, or you're too shy to call in, or you can't leave me a voicemail, you can always send me your question through Facebook. At Facebook message, you just go at The Rendezvous Show. And Lassa wrote me this very interesting question. She said, the man I've been dating is so hot and cold. One day texting and calling and even FaceTiming me and everything seems great. And then I won't hear from him for three days. And it's right back to texting and phone calls and back and forth and back and forth. And she goes, why does he do this and how do I handle it? Those are good questions. So Larsa, if you want to know why he does this hot and cold on you and how can you handle it, please stay with me. I am going to answer your question next. Have you ever dated somebody that is like very hot and cold? That's the dilemma. Larsa sent me a Facebook message at the rendezvous show. She says, you know, I'm dating this guy. So for three days, it's like hot. He's there texting, FaceTime, and then gone for another three days and come back and back and forth. And she doesn't know what to do. Have you been in that situation? I have. And I realized one thing. This is a sick behavior. This is a behavior of high and lows. This is the behavior usually of addicts also. Super high for three days, super low for three days. What can you do about it? Two things. A, don't play the game and stop answering when he doesn't reach out to you, you disappear. And two, more importantly, ask yourself, why would you want to stay with somebody who makes you so unstable by his own unpredictability? You have the answer to that, and you can decide for yourself if it's good enough for you or if you deserve better. Your calls and your questions are coming up next on The Rendezvous. Any questions about relationships? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Elisa. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, bonjour. So, uh, I understand you have a question about online dating. What's going on in your online dating life? Yes, I don't seem to have any trouble meeting people online, like having them contact me. I seem to have a lot of people who see my profile and they want to get to know me. Uh, that isn't the problem. But I will start talking to the guy, and he seems really sweet and everything. But then before we've even met, like before we've had a chance to go out and, and see each other in person, they start asking for pictures, like intimate pictures. Oh, I see. And that happens often? Yes. It's, lately, I swear, it happens every time. And I don't know, is this just a thing now? Is this what guys do? Like before, they don't want to meet you unless they've already seen you without very many clothes on and, you know, doing... I mean, it's just... I, I wasn't dating for a while. I was in a long relationship. So it's like, is this how people date now? I think... No, I think it's the quarantine effect. I think that... 
because no one sees anybody and nobody meets anybody and nobody ulala anybody that unless you're already living with somebody what's happening is i think some guys lost their mind lost their marbles <laughs> and because, right, they know there's no chance that we're going to meet up anytime soon so they're exactly just get, get going in whatever way they can get something yeah exactly so i think that everything is upside down because the natural order of things is upside down and i think that you know, spring is in the air and nobody has any romance except online. And so I think guys who are very visual, you know, it's kind of, this is the uh, the end of it all. <laughs> Get a picture, I guess. But <laughs> I think yeah. that's why it's going on these days. Uh, it's not the regular way. And usually you meet, have coffee, drinks, get together, and then you go from there. But because none of this can happen, obviously, for a while and has not been happening for a while too, I think guys are over the edge and so don't take it too personally uh just don't send any pictures obviously and then keep on moving i just think mm -hmm. for as long as a lot of people are staying home and people mm -hmm. will not meet and and being romantic you're gonna get a lot of that okay okay all right well thank you simon thank you so much anytime eliza good luck to you and and stay safe okay thank you you too have you experienced or noticed the effects of quarantining on us whether we are single or whether we're in a relationship, we're going to talk about that because I feel like I've witnessed and heard great stories and also very challenging stories. So let's talk about the effects of quarantine on relationships next. Have you noticed, have you experienced the what I call the quarantine madness? Right, Because if you are in a relationship, there's really two possibilities. A, you are 24-7 with your partner. And that has its own challenges. B, you are separate from your partner, and that also has challenges. And then the real, the goal is how to go through all of that, whether you are separated or living together, without going cuckoo. Because we all know that proximity is the enemy of romance, for instance. We also know that this distance is also the enemy of romance if this lasts too long. So what can we do to avoid to become cuckoo during this quarantine when we're in a relationship? Let me share my two cents on this next. So whether you are in a relationship but separated physically from your partner or in a relationship quarantining with your partner, both have tremendous challenges. Because A, for the one who never see their partner, they're very upset, frustrated and lonely. And for those of you who are together 24-7 with your partner, a lot of you are irritated, to say the least. So here's my advice. Write a journal about this unique experience. Think of you as like you're the hero of a novel. And instead of projecting on your partner or vent at your partner, instead of keeping for yourself all your emotions, because this will be hopefully once in a lifetime, and that's more than enough, obviously, this tragic time, Let's write books about it. Let's write journal about it. Because if we write it down, A, we expose the bad, and two, we keep kind of the best of and like a memory for 30, 20 years later or when we want to tell our kids. So write everything you feel in a journal and you'll feel better and your partner and your partnership will feel better too. You calls and your questions are next. You know, call me poetic if you want, or Frenchy if you prefer, but I really feel the universe is upside down right now. 
And to put it back in order, we need to send good vibes. We need to share good positive stories. We need to hear the sound of love, the sound of romance, and the sound of sweetness. So if you have something that you or your partners don't for each other, please share it with me. I need to hear this. We all need to hear this. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Leah. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? I am good. How are you? We're doing okay. So I just wanted to share uh, a bright piece from my own life that my husband has been doing for years now. When I'm asleep, he'll sometimes come in and, and tuck me in, you know, and oh. so that when I wake up, I know, you know that feeling of, oh, I had a really good night's sleep. <laughs> I feel like that is how I feel every time he does that, where I feel, when I wake up, I, I see that I'm tucked in, and then I'm like, oh, that was a good sleep. But I felt oh. good about that, you know? Listen, really I've heard many stories, but the the fact that how your husband tucked your bed in and, and you feel like that, it's protective, it's caring, and, and like you said, you feel really good about it. How, how long ago he started this for you? We've been married for four years, and we've been together for seven. So, like, I don't know, about six years. That's going to give us ideas. So, that, I think that's a great thing. And you've got to give him credit because it's very sweet, very protective, and very kind of him. It is so kind of him. It's a true act of kindness. It's in the small things, you know. Leah, thank you so much for sharing that sweet little story. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay positive, and have a good night. You too. Thank you so much, Simon. You know, to finish the show, I want to ask you this, this last question. I think it's a good one. Uh, have you ever regretted ending a relationship? Let's talk about regrets next. Question for you. Have you ever regretted ending a relationship? Look back. Look in all the people you've dated, all the people you loved, all the people that you connected with, had relationship with, right? Have you ever regretted ending a relationship? So here's what you said, because I posted that question on my social media, at Rendezvous Radio. I hope you follow me. Very simple, at Rendezvous Radio. So 59% of you said no, no regrets. But 41% said yes, I regret ending at least one relationship. Let me tell you, in my case, I actually regret some women ending their relationship with me. <laughs> that, that's for sure. But that's life. Et la vie est belle. I love life. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing your love stories. And I wish you a good night. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.